the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Joining me now from briefing.com, I start every morning reading his columns, Patrick O'Hare. Mr. O'Hare, how are you? Hi, Rob. I'm doing well. It's good to be back with you. It's kind of a happy days are here again. We're flirting with all-time highs on the S&P 500 intraday highs on the S&P 500. The Dow's got a big, nice round number that it's closing in on. NASDAQ, not so much, but it's getting there, pushing towards 5,000. Tell me things are great and we deserve these record highs. <laughs> well, that uh, lead-in song was appropriate because, uh, I mean, the market certainly has some sunshine in its pocket right now and uh, just feels like dancing, right? And so you've got uh, certainly a lot of worries that are out there, but the market continues to trade right up through those worries, and it's you know, climbing this proverbial wall of worry again. And, um, you know, you have to take a step back and look at things uh, objectively here and, and respect the, the market's behavior. Um, and I think it's really, you know, underlying all this is this um, burgeoning expectation that, you know, the economy and the earnings outlook will certainly pick up as the year progresses. And uh, a few of the contributing factors to that mindset are the, are the fact that the dollar has weakened uh, and oil prices have gone up and you have long-term interest rates that remain low, you know, which should ultimately feed into attractive mortgage rates uh, and help uh, drive, you know, housing demand. And so, uh, you know, the market certainly seems to be buying into this idea right now and you're seeing it you know, show up uh, predominantly in the outperformance of the small caps uh, as well as the strong showing from many of the cyclical sectors of late. Now, one of the things that obviously if Janet Yellen keeps interest rates low, it like you said, it helps keep some mortgage debt low. It keeps other type of, uh, not mortgage debt, but mortgage interest rates low, uh, keeps things positive. But we have a lot of debt that's tied towards that, which is negative. Even if interest rates are low, and then you get into the whole wheat and chafe thing where, you know, I can drop money on a new car. I can drop money on a vacation home. But should people be buying, dropping money on new cars and vacation homes in this economy that we're in? Well, you know, I, I think it comes down certainly to, you know, what their income is going to allow them to do. Um, I think it, this is a great time to be, you know, borrowing money at fixed rates, certainly. Um, and depending on, you know, what type of, payback horizon you're looking at, you know, you can even argue that it's okay to borrow money right now, even in a variable rate structure, because, 
know, what we're hearing from the Federal Reserve is that even if they are going to raise rates, it's going to be at a at a gradual pace, uh, and that the, the the neutral Fed funds rate is likely to be, you know, considerably lower than it has been throughout history. Um, so, uh, you know, so the the. One of the knocks, though, on what's going on here with rates being down and having remained low for so long is that you're effectively pulling forward future demand uh, such that when, uh, you know, the Fed tries to extricate itself from its extraordinary monetary policy, you know, you still see, you know, relatively weak economic growth in the future because that demand's been pulled forward here. So it's it's just a, obviously a very interesting time, but you know rates remain at very attractive levels here for borrowers. Uh, and you're starting to see that you know pick up again on the corporate issuance side, and you know, and you can also you know look toward Europe again as another example of of you know the ECBs out there. I think they're about to begin their corporate bond purchase program uh, tomorrow, and you look at the yield on the German 10-year boond, and it's it's practically zero. I mean, it's, it's just extraordinary, and so you have that reach for yield, but. Uh, with interest rates remaining low, there's going to continue to be, you know, quite an appetite, I think, uh, in the corporate sector anyway, to borrow money. And in terms of the consumer sector, that appetite will be driven, you know, ideally by increased uh, wage growth. And we're starting to see some of that. And so uh, so it could be a good thing ultimately here as the year progresses if uh, consumers do feel good about wage growth sticking and and even more importantly, uh, feel good about uh, job security, and those two things should translate into a pickup for um, increased loan demand that could help drive, you know, better economic activity. You keep a calm and cool, collected tone when you say interest rates are extraordinarily low. Um, if I were to, if we were to go back 20 years, you and I would say we we would bet the interest rate you couldn't get a 30-year mortgage for 3.8 percent in the United States 20 years later. Um, can you? craft a like a more crazy response to why it's bad that interest rates are this low well you know the the biggest drawback of course is that it it hurts it hurts savers um and interest rates remaining as low as they are it um you know makes it very difficult for people to save for retirement uh and you probably have been hearing how it makes it difficult for pension funds to essentially you know match their you know future liabilities uh with you know, uh, uh, with higher yielding assets today because they just don't have that, that yield there that they're going to need to meet those future liabilities and that, you know, potentially you have a pension crisis brewing in the future um, because of that uh, mismatch. But um, so, that yeah, I mean, there's, there's, it's not a perfect world, obviously, with interest rates just being low. Uh, in the here and now and probably in the very short term, if, if a consumer is thinking about, you know, buying a home, um, you know, I would argue that it's a great opportunity to, to buy one, you know, at a low fixed rate. Um, and then obviously depending on, uh, you know, their circumstances, how long they plan to be in that home, if it's a short time, then, you know, there's probably a good window of opportunity still to even borrow, you know, on an adjustable rate. So, um, there are positives and negatives, but we certainly have seen uh, that it, it's been clear that this very low interest rate environment, though, has not been the the ticket to faster and stronger economic growth. Um, and in some respects, I think it has scared some a lot of consumers uh, into saving more um, because of you know what it really ultimately says about the the broader economic landscape and. Um, 
you know, and, and consumers who are out there worried about saving for retirement are, are uh, you know, afraid to get invested in the stock market given the volatility there. And, and it's been very difficult because their alternatives are, are either high-risk alternatives in the high-yield market or you simply have to, you know, set aside, you know, more money in cash, which obviously isn't yielding really anything after inflation. So, uh, so it is a tough environment in that respect. Oil crossed the $50 barrel mark today, and I'm trying to write some news stories for television. I'm trying to say, is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? Because I do a segment called Winners and Losers. Yeah. And it's the old-age problem of, um, age-old problem of, it's both. It's good because it's showing some demand from the world. It's bad because it's, you know, probably not over, it's probably oversupply. Um, where are we in the debate on where oil is and how important and what direction we want it to go in? Well, I think from a stock market standpoint, which is obviously how I'm looking at things, uh, the bump in oil prices has been a good thing uh, in, in, in knowing that it, it should lead to upward earnings revisions for the energy sector. And the energy sector has obviously been a major drag on um, the overall earnings performance. And so as you take a step back and you, you know, observe that, you know, how the market is behaving today is a reflection of how it feels, how things are going to be in the second half of the year. And, and one of the main tenets there is this idea that earnings growth is going to pick up. Well, that flows in large part from what's going on with oil prices and how it's going to translate into better earnings performance from the energy sector. So, um, so that's a, a positive thing. Um, you know, I think a large, in large part, a lot of what we've seen in terms of the pickup in oil prices uh, has been driven by on the supply side, frankly, and that you've seen a lot of uh, producers shut in production, you know, a lot of rigs coming offline, um, and there's been a real concerted effort to cut back on production, and that's helping to, to improve the narrative there and to help drive oil prices higher along with the weaker dollar. Um, and and let's face it, probably some pure speculation, uh, you know, amongst momentum traders just playing this trend. Um, but uh, but you do hit an inflection point. I think at some point, you know, when we talk about how the the drop in oil prices from over $100 a barrel all the way down to $26 a barrel was was going to be the great thing for the for consumer spending, um, leading to higher levels of disposable income. And and sure, there is some truth to that. But obviously, you have higher prices for other things like. You know, healthcare, for instance, uh, rent, which is going up, so it kind of kind of cuts into some of those uh, savings that you get um, out of that drop in oil prices and gas prices. Uh, and now that you've got oil and gas prices starting to creep up again, um, when you know that the consumer hasn't really come out and spent freely when they've been coming down, it does you know lead to some concern that they might again pull back, knowing that they're you know they're going back up again uh but the thing that you need to see to help kind of offset that potential hurdle is is an increase in wage growth and you are starting to see some vestiges of higher wage growth uh and and that's a good thing so so we're kind of in a neutral position right now i think as it relates to oil prices and gas prices and what it could ultimately mean for consumer spending but i think in a broader view, uh, it's going to mean good things for certainly the energy sector's earnings, and that's going to be a good thing overall, I think, for S&P 500 earnings and can help sort of mitigate some of these concerns about a high valuation for the S&P 500 right now. I'll let you get back to work, but I do want to mention that your page one column is where I start my day each and every day. And there's little things in there. There's little nuggets like getting squeezed into the market, which was tied towards a your big picture arch- your big picture 
column on Friday that it's just invaluable. It's we have to stop and remind ourselves there's a lot of positives out there, even when the economic tone may be a little bit muted. It's uh, Patrick O'Hare. You can find him at briefing.com. It's briefing.com. Um, really intelligent writing uh, in a tone that's not going to get you excited or flustered. Um, tied towards the market. CNBC flusters me. Briefing.com enlightens me. I'm Rob Black. You can find more at briefing.com or robblackshow.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.